From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Investing Briefing for the week of Friday, February 21st, 2020. I'm Brian Walsh, and I'm here with Impact Alpha's David Bank. David, what's our story of the week? Hi, Brian. We're digging in this week on the real impact on customers of off-grid solar in Africa. Sounds exciting. We'll get to that in a moment and later introduce this week's Agent of Impact. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact. Jeff Bezos pledged $10 billion to fight climate change. That's a little under one-tenth of the Amazon founder's net worth. The Bezos Earth Fund will offer grants to scientists, activists, and NGOs. Amazon has been under pressure on climate action from its own employees and has committed to going carbon neutral by 2040. Wells Fargo and dozens of companies are moving to block shareholder resolutions from even coming up for a vote. The bank has challenged the proposal to explore becoming a public benefit corporation, one structure for the kind of stakeholder capitalism the bank's new CEO seemed to sign on to last year with a business roundtable statement on the purpose of a corporation. The 10th annual Latin American Impact Investing Forum, the FLEA, brought 600 investors and others to Merida, Mexico this week. Among this year's hot topics, solutions for refugees and migrants, making blended finance work, and gender lens investing. The New York State Common Retirement Fund is shifting $800 million into responsible fixed income funds. The third largest pension fund in the U.S. plans to shift $20 billion to sustainable and impact investments, but that's only one-tenth of their more than $200 billion in assets. I'm joined now by David Bank, editor and CEO of Impact Alpha, to talk about the impact of off-grid energy in Africa. Now, full disclosure, I chair an early-stage impact investment fund, which has invested in a residential off-grid solar financing company serving East Africa. Hi, David. Hey, Brian. Off-grid energy in sub-Saharan Africa attracted hundreds of millions of dollars of investments last year alone. And about 100 million people a year are now gaining access to clean, renewable energy. There's new data out on the impact of off-grid energy on its customers. What have we learned? Yeah, we're down to about 860 million people globally without access to electricity, which is a lot, but it's down from more than a, a billion just a couple of years ago. The new data is, comes from an impact measurement firm called 60 Decibels. It's a spinoff from Acumen, and they interviewed 35,000 customers of 49 companies, I think, in 17 countries. So the first thing to say is that this is perhaps the deepest dive we've gotten into how customers actually use these off-grid products, solar lanterns, solar home systems mini grids, um, clean cook stoves, that, that sort of thing. So it's really important to listen to customers. And what did the customers say? Well, the good news is 88% of them said that the energy access had improved the quality of their lives. About the same number said they felt safer in their homes. The modern lighting reduces the use of dirty kerosene. It boosts the amount of time children can study by, by close to 20 minutes a day. Um, they found that low-cost lanterns are the you know the, the sort of first uh, off-grid energy product most families get, and it's the, the best bang for their buck as they say. And then um, they found clean cook stoves in particular reaching do the best at reaching women. And what are the concerns? Well, that's interesting because what they're finding is that as these off-grid solar companies grow, and as you, as you mentioned, you know, raise investment money, that they're moving up market. So something less than 40% of the off-grid customers were living on less than $3.20 a day. So that's the poorest of the poor category. I think we used to call it People on living less than $2 a day, but it's now been adjusted for inflation. And, and yet in those countries, more than 60% of people meet that standard. So they're moving to higher income 
customers as the companies themselves grow and, and face more pressure to show their own returns. That relates to a long-term theme in impact investing called mission drift. As these companies grow and expand, are they drifting from their original mission? Well, we ran a piece of commentary on Impact Alpha from a family office called Kenny Art that's invested in many of these companies, and it's focused on that low-income population. And they point out that as companies scale and raise this finance-first external capital, they migrate to better customers, so-called better customers, those with higher incomes in, in more densely populated urban areas. Distribution is easier and costs, costs are lower. Um, and that is, a, that is a concern. And any other red flags raised by this report from 60 Decibels? Well, it, it does support something that's emerging more broadly, which is that there's a risk uh, to put an undue debt burden on some of these customers. About two-thirds of the solar refrigerator customers took out another loan to make payments on their first loan for the refrigerator. And so the ultimate takeaway here? Well, the biggest might be in just in this lean data method of the survey itself that getting such a large customer sample at a relatively low cost lets us actually listen to customers and, and maybe get away from some of the, the hype. And another tool in our impact measurement arsenal. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Now it's time for this week's Agent of Impact. This week, we're actually featuring two agents of impact, Scott Jacobs and Jigger Shaw of Generate Capital. They founded this clean energy financing company back in 2014, and this month they closed on $1 billion in financing from some of the largest institutional investors for what they call infrastructure as a service. Jigger in particular is a well-known innovator in the space and always seems to be one step ahead in the transition to the low-carbon economy. He founded Sun Edison, where he pioneered the no-money-down solar and unlocked a multi-billion dollar solar market. Now through Generate Capital, they're targeting long-term sustainable infrastructure, like electric vehicle charging stations, biodigesters, energy storage, and even desalinization of water. The whole range of sustainable solutions that more than pay for themselves over time. So thank you to Scott and Jigger for being this week's Agents of Impact. You can see Scott, Jigger, and read profiles about all of our Agents of Impact on Instagram. Follow us at Impact Alpha. That's it for your Impact Briefing this week. You can read more about all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Become a subscriber to receive full access to Impact Alpha content, including news, insights, deal flow, job postings, and more. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our producers Isaac Silk and David Bank. I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company Liquinet. Make sure you check back next week for the latest impact investing news.